Hey guys, this is Jonathan Henderson with Pressure Washing Marketing Pros. I've Ryan Kettering of Prolific Brand Design, and I had to correct that this time, you know. But I've I've Ryan of Prolific Brand Design. How you doing, my friend? What's up, Jonathan? I'm doing really well, man. Thanks for having me. No, thank you, thank you. And so, guys, I've seen him all over Facebook because I've seen the wonderful displays of brands you have just transformed, man. I've seen like Joseph, like Krabby, like I've seen so many. Like you've done Ryan Davis. Um, like they, you know, their stuff. You've done Josh, one of my friends, like coastal, coastal cleaning. Uh, you've done, you've done quite a few people that I can name, you know. And so mm -hmm. I wanted to really get you on here because I know you're the real big branding expert, right? And so I know you'll have some very good nuggets of advice for guys that are, you know, interested in taking their whether they're running an exterior cleaning business a service business, right, to that next level and how branding plays a pivotal factor in your customer's experience, your marketing, your sales, all of that. I know you're going to go deep on that today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So first question I'm going to go ahead and ask you, my friend, is like, you know, who are you? Who is Prolific Brand Design? And how did you get started for doing brand design for home service businesses? Because I know you ran a carpet cleaning company for 10 years as well. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I always was interested in um, graphics and design and art and things like this in, in junior high and high school. Well, just like my whole life. But I, I when I got out of high school, which I graduated in three years, I wasn't really, um, I don't really, I've never really uh, agreed with the, so the system that, that we're told to kind of go through in life. But uh, so I intentionally graduated in three years, uh, wanted to start my own business, but I didn't know how to make money doing anything other than carpet cleaning. I got back in contact with the dude that I was working with um, when I was doing that. And he gave me some pointers and, and that's what I knew how to do. So that's what I did. I knew I, I just knew I wanted to kind of like walk my own path. And uh, I banged my head against the the wall for years uh, to figure out how to, how to create a sustainable business. And then um, once I had done that, um, you know, what was happening is that, that, that world, like that time was like where, um, the forums, well, maybe they were, they were actually there for longer, but like, I became aware of like sort of these, some of these resources that everybody really honestly takes for granted today. Like, um, you know, back in, you know, I was from, you know, 2005 to 2015 and, you know, in 2000, you know, eight or something like this, like you weren't like going on Facebook and getting tips and resources and, um, you know, or at least, you know, well, for, certainly not Facebook, but I was kind of out of loop on a lot of stuff. And, um, so I started to kind of get on these boards and, um, and, and I would show people what I was doing and, and they'd be like, cool, like, can you help me with something? And, and that's kind of where it all started was like, essentially I already had this sort of passion and knack for this thing, but I was using it with in my own business. And I started doing favors. It's like, oh, I guess I have to charge people for my time. Cause it's getting kind of a little crazy. And then it quickly became a decision where it was like, um, you know, I have to, I have to do one or the other. And I remember, um, you mentioned, uh, Dave Carroll was on your podcast recently. Um, you know, the, the moment when I decided that I was going to shift was I was on the phone with Dave Carroll and he was trying to place like a $5,000 order with me or something. And he's like, you know, I'm trying to spend five grand with you. And you're like on your way to do like a $500 job or something. And like, you're not, I don't have your full attention. I'm like, and I realized like, that essentially I was, I was, I needed to make a shift that I couldn't do both. And I, I was like, all right, this is going to be the better vehicle for me. Um, I really was getting tired of the cold weather and stuff like that. So I, so I started to shift into that and, um, it's really what I always wanted to do, but 
I didn't know how to do it when I was 17, you know, coming out of high school. So, um, but so yeah, it allowed me to get familiar with this world um, before I kind of started to serve in it. Um, And uh, yeah, so that's kind of where it all started. And so this, this business started full time in 20, uh, 2016, uh, like right at the beginning and um, been going since then uh, full time with it. And uh, right now I think we have seven full-time employees. Um, We've done over um, 2000 clients, but at this point, um, you know, it's, it's been, it's been rocking and rolling. So. That is awesome. And I, I never knew that story with uh with, with you and David, man, where he's like, look, man, I'm trying to spend five thousand dollars and go to this five hundred dollar five hundred dollar job out there. So that's that is amazing. So essentially what you did is that you were able to hone in on branding through those 10 years, you know, with your own business, right? And you know, seeing- yeah, I would say it probably wasn't the full 10 years, but yeah, like for, um, you know, it takes a long time. I mean, you've you've been through this, I'm sure many of the listeners have been through this. Um, you know, and it, you kind of have to, uh, you got to go through those beginning things. And it was worse when I was like 17 years old and every, you know, my, you know, somebody in, uh, like a business coach, they would tell me one thing and I would think that I knew better and I would do the other thing. And I would have to like, for some reason, learn everything the hard way. <laughs> so like for the first five years, I was literally just banging my head against the wall, just trying to make rent, just trying, you know what I mean? Like, working odd jobs. And, you know, it took a long time, like for a 17 year old kid to to create a viable business without any help from anybody. And, you know, today, man, the resources out there for people are just phenomenal um, that you can get for free. And, 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 and I sought out people in books and things like this. I read, I still read a lot, you know, but um, what people have at their fingertips, like a podcast like this, I mean, that wasn't, you know, there was no podcast like this 15 years ago, 20 years ago, you know what I mean? So, I mean, we were, we just got, we just got GPS, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I, dude, when I was, I remember, you know, I would have the, um, I would have like a, a, a pant, like a, a half page book like this in my back pocket with my schedule. So when somebody called, I would like write on the, the schedule and then yeah. I had a Blackberry at the time. So I like kind of put it in there, but like, and then I would like have an, have an actual map, like an Atlas in my, in my van that I could use, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, <laughs> It was fun, but <laughs> Blackberry days, like even even for me, man, I remember the Blackberry because back then the Blackberry was like was your all in one everything, right? Like it could do everything for you. you. Had the little pin too. You could feel super professional writing things on it. So yeah, I remember the Blackberry. I remember the Blackberry. So you got started with that. So my next question I want to ask you is because a lot of guys think that you know branding. When they think of branding, they just think, oh, I need to have a nice logo. You know, once I have a nice logo, it needs to have nice colors. It needs to it needs to do this, you know, and they think they just need to look good. Right. But what is the main goal of branding? Because I like I said, I've heard you speak on other podcasts. I've heard yeah. you speak in person with this stuff. So what is the main goal of branding? Yeah, well, I think there's like a sort of a practical goal and, and then a deeper, more functional long-term goal. I think it's like kind of like that with most things, right? There's, there's short-term goals and there's also long-term um, goals. I think that, you know, for most people that come to us, if they, you know, come to us, not really understanding this at all, they're thinking like, okay, I'm going to spend a couple hundred bucks or, you know, I'm going to get a logo or whatever. And, um, or, or maybe they go spend a couple hundred dollars on Fiverr for, you know, and get something. Um, and, you know, it's, 
you can make a logo on your own for free. Um, but you know, uh, and, and you will be making your own brand. Um, no one's going to make your brand for you. Um, but, uh, you know, getting a logo is a whole lot different than creating a brand and a brand essentially to answer your question is what people think about us. And that matters in the short term, um, because we need to make an initial impression and that's going to affect today. But in the long term, how we continue to create a relationship with the market and um, continue to represent ourselves and build a reputation in the market and have people think something about us, that's going to determine the, the future opportunities. And uh, what I found is that, um, you know, for any more beginner listeners that are under year, you know, five years or less listening to this, um, it took you know, it typically takes about four years from my experience for a business to start to really snowball. And, and what I mean by that is that you've been doing a whole lot of groundwork today that you don't see any re like results from. And then all of a sudden, like those seeds, like, so some of your seeds happen to start budding like soon, but it's like all of a sudden you're, 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 everything starts to snowball like three, four five years in. And, uh, and that's the first time you feel like you actually can kind of breathe, to be honest with you, um, or, or feel like you've almost like you have a smidgen of success. Um, and that's that long-term stuff. Right. And so really, you know, um, marketing has to do with essentially the word market means a, a group of people that could, could buy from you, right. Or, 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 or need a thing and you can provide a thing. That's a market is when there's a person that needs a thing and somebody provides it. Right. Um, so it's like a matchmaking service, uh, for something or anything, um, that's a market and marketing is simply influencing that market to, to do something, right. Whatever, typically what we want them to do. Um, your brand is what people think about you. So branding is just our ability to say, you know, we're not going to leave what people think about us up to them alone. Like, let's do some stuff. Let's take some effort. Let's try to make an effort towards shaping how we will be perceived so that it fits in line with our organization's goals and, and our purpose and what we're trying to accomplish. Okay. So that makes a lot of sense. It made me think of it a little bit differently. So like marketing is like the message, the branding is how you package that message then essentially, right? Or how... And I may be mad. Yeah, well, market. So basically, marketing is a blanket. Uh, I think a wider term. I would say, um, branding is. Well, they're they're both they're, they're wide terms that overlap. They have a lot of overlap. But to give you an idea, like your marketing isn't gonna isn't going to overlap your admin um, and your you know maybe your customer service typically, whereas your branding typically would overlap all of those things, right? Because um, your brand is is going to be um, shaped, uh, built, viewed, and interacted with in when somebody arrives, when when the technician drives to the job site, when somebody answers the phone. Um, if you answered the call, if you didn't, if how you answered the call, um, what did you do when I had a problem? What, what did you do when I didn't? Um, you know, every every touch point is a impression of your brand, and those the sum of those impressions create my perception of, of who you are as, as an individual or an organization. Um, and, and so your, your marketing is part of your branding. Um, but, uh, but it's not, you know, so they're wide overlapping things where the market marketing, the purpose of marketing is simply to, uh, to influence a market to turn into a lead for a sales team. So marketing goes to sales, whereas branding is, is part of everything. And if I can get someone to prefer, our brand. So if they know who, if they have a perception of who 
we are and a uh, preference to that, uh, to that option over others. And maybe even if we're lucky, a resonance with that brand, they resonate with the brand. Then what will happen is my marketing will take a lot less, uh, it'll create a, a, a less, less friction for my marketing because if I see your, your ad or something, I'm like, oh, I prefer them for, I'll give you an example. Like if, if we were like, like we, I, like we kind of miss each other, but huge uh, last time, but met at one of the other ones. But, you know, if somebody tells you, Hey, let's go uh, to, uh, Hey, do you want to go grab a drink with me? Um, you know, what, what happened is when somebody says that um, you're going to think of your brand that you have in mind. So the category is a drink, but then the brand is something you know, whatever yours is, right? So let's just say, I say, uh, I go to a restaurant and uh, I say, I'll have a Diet Coke. And what would you order? You might order a Pepsi, right? You're not even considering my brand preference. You're considering whatever your brand preference is. Um, and so marketing essentially can become a lot easier, meaning a lot, um, meaning we're getting more of the right customers for less money, uh, meaning more impressions convert easier over our sales team. If we can just remove some of that friction by people saying, Oh yeah, sure. I would. I I saw your marketing, and I would prefer to go with you. Or even better yet, I saw your competitors' marketing, and I prefer to go with you. So <laughs> that's where, if your brand is right, it's you're not just spending your own marketing money. You're spending your competitors' marketing money, and they don't know it because you're the preference. So if you ask me, diet, if I want a Coke and I prefer Pepsi, you asked me, you marketed for another company, mm -hmm. but I went with my preference. Isn't that crazy that that you someone could spend money saying, "Hey, pick me, pick me, pick me," and then the client goes, "Oh, thanks for that reminder. I'm going to go pick that other guy." So that's what a great brand does: is it allows us, the client, to choose, uh, even when it costs them more, takes uh, more effort, um, whatever that they want to go with you over all other options. Okay, then and see, so you answered you answered like two or three of my questions, man, all at once. Because you were like, man. I might have a I might have a hard time doing that. But what I do want us to do a little bit too is like just kind of expound more on particular ways. Cause I know that you just did that just now, but I really want us to expound upon the ways that branding can help marketing. Um, because you know, before you answer that again, I agree with you that the marketing that you have that your competitor does, or like the, you know, the brand preference that we have really does impact your marketing because I've seen it. Just even when I'm like running ads for clients, right? To where one client will just have, you know, great colors, great logo. You know, they have great phenomenal pictures, just look super professional. And we'll run ads for them and their stuff will just convert. And then we'll have mm -hmm. some clients that are like, dude, I only got three photos, man. Their logo doesn't even, is not even transparent. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's everything, right? And just because we're good at what we do, we, we can still make it work, but we're not getting yeah. those like, five to 10% kind of like just results that nobody else is getting. Mm -hmm. We're getting above average results, but I know that it could be way better if their branding was better, right? They'd have lower mm -hmm. conversion rates, cost per clicks, all of that. So can you go on, you know, expound a little yeah. about how branding really can amplify your marketing and make it easier for you? Yeah. So like, and so now, so what we're starting to get into is, is, is then visual branding um, where um, essentially we're creating visual assets to represent um, who someone is, right? And that's that's what part of what we do um, at Prolific Brand Design is we help people to understand who they are uh, first and foremost. Because how how do you create a set of things or visuals or you know a jingle for a commercial or um, a scent for a, 
Cinnabon or for Hollister or something? How do you create the asset to represent someone if you don't know who they are first? So we help people to understand clearly who they are. Um, most people know who they are well enough to be themselves, but you probably know there's three uh, levels of knowing something. One is um, to know about something. The second is to know how to do something. And the third is to know how to teach something. Um, and, and so it takes a different level of knowledge to know how to actually teach something. Most people know who they are well enough to be themselves. The problem is as they scale their companies, they don't know how to be themselves. They don't know how to teach how to be them. Um, and so they have trouble with scaling who they are and your visual assets and other assets they create or another touch points that you create. Those become representations of who you are that you can scale. Some of them being visuals, like you're talking about your logo, your, you know, here's our, so we send somebody, let's say to your company, they might have a brand guidelines document with uh, logos, different orientations of those logos, different do's and don'ts of using it, a typeface system. Here's exactly what typefaces to use and how to use them, a color system, patterns, uh, reference uh, designs. So that that way you put it all on there and it just works, you know, like magic to be seamless and, 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 and that communication works the way that it was designed to work. Um, but without that design, what you do, what you deal with is essentially like, for instance, you know, do you want, do you want to, um, you know, think about you know, if somebody think about if a bride, how long she prepares for a wedding, like, um, you know, it's every detail. Right. And so you go there and it's this beautiful ceremony, but imagine a bride that started planning at 3 PM and her wedding was at five. You know, she's going to go over to Walmart and, or Target and get whatever dress she can get. Like it's going to be a much different wedding, right? And so um, the difference is that if you don't intentionally build what you want your brand to look like, the, the other people are going to have a pretty kind of lackluster experience with you because you didn't intentionally plan it. And so a lot of people are planning, you know, how they're coming to market, uh, you know, on the fly. And it's like, you know, everybody can tell. And your, your bank account can tell too. Um, and so, yeah, we've seen exactly what you've seen. And it's not a sort of odd thing. It's like your marketing and impressions are going out. And if we could make them all clearer, more distinct and more authentic to who you are, um, then they're going to simply work better. Um, you know, if you say something, if I was a mumble something, you're like, what did you say? If I can say something clearly, you're going to be like, okay, I understand. How can literally, literally it's like to, 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 so the, the simplest one is, is clarity because like people, it's it's not, you know, it's a, anyone would listen knows that if I say something that's unclear, no one can act on it. But if I say it clearly, action can happen, right? And so that's that's one, that's the 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 thing that I tell people, like if they're not gonna uh they let's just say they're just starting out, there's no budget for doing anything like what we are doing, um, or or you know, something too advanced, they just need something though. It's it's like get it clear. That's like anybody knows that, right? It's not, and then authentic to you, um, you know, and, and the distinction that also obviously can help because if you're different, you start to decommoditize, right? So now I'm like, oh, what's different about them? I want what's different, right? Um, and then authentic to you. So, you know, the authenticity, like, like you said, um, people uh, resonate <clears throat> with things that are authentic and that they can understand like, who is this and why, why am I gravitate? You know, sometimes they don't know why they gravitate towards you, but you know what I mean? So those are the things that we're trying to do. And, and if you can get those things right, um, your communication will work better. And, and basically branding and marketing are both communication systems. Marketing is a way to sort of communicate outwardly and your branding is, is how people perceive you. So I'm perceiving that communication 
better and therefore it will work better. And so all of your marketing dollars, like, so we've literally had companies like, um, yeah, give us some examples. Yeah. Like, so like in the pressure washing space, for instance, like, um, sky power washing, um, you know, they, they rebranded with us and they doubled the revenue in two years, I believe, uh, without any additional marketing spend. Um, we had a, a plum, a customer called Spartan plumbing. They doubled their revenue in a month, um, without any additional marketing spend. They, they went from within like a year or so, I think they went from three trucks to 12 to as well. I don't know that they didn't do it, that other big jump without any marketing spend additional, but how do you, how do you, how do you make more money without spending more money on marketing? The, the trick is they already had marketing systems, right? So they are like, for instance, like if you're one of your clients that doesn't have a great brand, but they're spending an ad budget, but all of a sudden you make that stuff work better, boom, my marketing didn't go up, but my results went up. So mm -hmm. same amount of impressions, better results from them, better conversion rate. It's like pure talk. So that's what we've seen and uh, possible by simply saying, all right, you're already communicating. Let's just make that better. Um, and uh, one of the ways too is is with the vehicle wraps, the same thing. There's, uh, you know, uh, people are driving around. It's like, they, you know, you, I don't, you don't have to be running an ad budget to have, you know, to be getting those impressions. You're already driving around. You know what I mean? So. Most definitely. And so I like, I, I like how you had the three stages. Can you go over the three stages you said again of like, so most people are comfortable being themselves. I forgot the middle one. And then I know the last one is that most people can't teach. Can you go over that just one more time? Yeah. So the three levels of knowing, of, of knowing something um, is uh, essentially knowing about something. So like, for instance, um, I think uh, like, I know how to, uh, I know about cooking, right? You ever met somebody that's like, oh, I can make cereal or something, you know, um, <laughs> you know, that's all I can do. Uh, so you can know about how to cook a chicken, but you never cooked it. You're going to have troubles your first time. Like, I don't care if you have the most detailed list of how to do it. You're going to screw it up the first time. Mm -hmm. Um, then you have knowing how to do something. So now that typically comes with experience, right? You've done it again and again and again, and now you can do it. You might even be able to do that chicken recipe without looking at the recipe anymore, but then to teach it to somebody else that people find kind of tricky. And so when it comes to your branding, what, what I find is that when I, I'll go, we do these, um, in, in our, all of our branding packages, we do these half day, um, uh, strategy calls and, uh, and we figure out exactly, we call it, uh, the foundation call. And in that call, we, we figure out exactly who somebody is, their fractal brand system, um, you know, their core belief, their values that make up, uh, uh, that define what that, uh, how to, how to believe, how to be a person that believes that and how we act in accordance to that, their brand personality archetype, there's 12 different archetypes you could be, uh, and then, um, the, uh, uh, key aptitudes that they have. Right. And so if you take that stamp of like what that is and just apply it on everything and be more of you, um, that's how you can sort of act on who you are. The problem is as we go through there, we'll be like, all right, so what, you know, what are your competitors doing? What are you doing? What makes you different than other comparable competitors? And the crazy thing is that most people, like, it's like this, um, inverted, like drip of information towards the end, because they actually, they're different, but they don't know how they're different because they're just doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like we assume that everyone is like us until proved otherwise. So, um, you know, so, so as like, if you, maybe you've had this phenomenon where you're like talking with somebody and you assume that they have like the same views on some like worldview or political view or something. And all of a sudden out of like left field, you find out that there's something different. Like, oh crap. I shouldn't like, maybe I should have shut my mouth. Right. But 
that happens with just us acting every single day is that we're doing awesome stuff and we're, and we're different and we don't know how, because we're like, I thought everybody was like that. And so as I unpack everything for them, they start to be like, whole like, oh, that I could use that. And I could use that. And I show them systems on how to use those things better. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, even just your personality traits, like if you're friendly, um, you know, for instance, so, and, and, and so, so creating a system helps to teach. So I, I, I can, I'll give you just one example that can help somebody to say, all right, well, all right, I get that. Maybe I don't know how to teach this, but how does that help me not knowing? So I'll just give you like one tip that like, that I, I've created a system that, that, that we can help teach old people to teach us is essential to their team. Like take, for instance, um, you have three markets, you have, uh, your, um, uh, you have your clients that you're serving, you have, uh, your team members, uh, that you're serving and you have your community that you're serving. So you, that's the three markets that every company is, should be serving. Um, and, uh, and so you cross-reference that with your thing. So it might be your, your core belief or one of your values or your personality traits or your key aptitudes. We're going to use a personality trait. We'll call it just friendliness, right? It'll say the company wants to be known as friendly, um, cross-reference that with your market. And then a series of questions that we have a framework that we have to work through, and you can get to some different touch points you can do on how to systematically act on it. So let's just say being friendly at, when you arrive at the door, most people, uh, how do you be friendly at the door? You, um, uh, you know, uh, put your hands, uh, knock instead of ringing the doorbell. Cause there might be a baby asleep, step six feet back hands where I can see them smile, make sure your lettering is visible, um, clean cut shirt tucked in, whatever that's, that's being friendly at the door. Um, but if you cross-reference that with one of our questions, what's the f- craziest way? Um, all right, well, what's the craziest way to serve that client at the door and be friendly. Now you might arrive with, um, you know, uh, a cake and bottles of champagne that are popping and confetti. Cause that's like your way of being friendly. Now it's silly. And it goes all the way from here to here, but somewhere in there is something that no other company is doing right. Somewhere in the middle of that, those two extremes, um, the extreme of everybody's doing it this way, even though yes, it's professional and like, it's comparable to everything else, but doing things like everyone else professionally is like, it's only going to get you the same result as them. And if everyone's the same, that's a commodity. You can't command more money for the same thing. You have to do a different thing, right? Um, so uh, I'm starting to lose track of the original question, but uh, but that's I'll, I'll give you one more way. Stages, I'm sorry, yeah, it, was, it was the three stages with that. So it was so because yeah. I, I wanted to convey that because I it, it kind of rang a like a, a light bulb in my own head when it came to branding because you said you may know about something, and so people mm-hmm. may know about your brand, like, mm-hmm. like and like how you said, like I may know about something, like I may know about this phone and like how it works, but I may not like know the intricacies of it, right? Then I may know how to build the phone, right? To where I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I know how to build it. And then I might be able to teach somebody how to build it. And so in my mind, it's like this. It's like, people will know about you. And then after that, the second stage of it is, you know how to kind of convey yourself to your market to where you're like, okay, we we know how to, we know how to like show people that, you know, we're friendly. But what are those people? What if there's people that just really don't know anything about marketing, branding, mm-hmm. anything like that? You can get another sector of the market because then now through your brand, you can teach them, you mm-hmm. know, exactly. Like I can teach them about how my brand is friendly. I can teach mm-hmm. them about how we're like, you know, customer first base. And so that kind of rang a light bell, you know, a light bulb in my own head where I was like, okay, that does make sense. Yeah. yeah. Or, 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 or the, like sort of the phenomenon that I'm sure many people have had where if I myself go to a sales call and, and pitch something, I can sell it. But then all of a sudden you try to train a sales dude 
or yeah. you try to run an ad and why don't you get the same conversion? And you don't know because you're doing something. You just don't know what it is. You don't mm -hmm. know how to systematically hand that off to your marketing guy, your sales guy, whatever. Right. And so there's a disconnect between what you, who you are and what you're doing and how you're doing it. And then somebody else replicating that, that same task, you know? Mm -hmm. No, most definitely. So this kind of leads into the into the next question that I would have because you you hit that one on the head, man, on how does branding affect your marketing, right? And you also hit on the head like how marketing and branding are different. So what are some mistakes that you just see pressure washing businesses, but just in general, home service mm -hmm. businesses make with their branding? Like what are some like mistakes that you see that that they yeah. have? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's you know, it's really it's gonna come that it's gonna come back to clear, distinct, authentic, but I'll say that, you know, the authenticity aspect um, and the distinction, the reason I say get clear first, right, is because you have to get good before you can get great. You have to get frequent before you can get great. You have to get great before you can get creative. So I don't, I don't, I, I don't know this to be true, but I would assume um, that Mozart or uh, Leonardo da Vinci, whoever, like they take the creative, like the greatest creative minds. I assume that they didn't, they weren't just born like creative, like making creative stuff that they actually replicated techniques at a high level before they started to make their own thing. I assume that to be true because it's been true for me that essentially, if you want to be exceptional at something, you have to be able to do it at the same high level as someone else. And that's, but that's where most people stop. Right. So meaning, well, most people honestly never get there. Let's be real. Like, you know, most people are not exceptional. Um, it's, it's sad, but most people are not exceptional in their trade. Um, some people are exceptional, but that's the time where you can start to be creative. Um, and, uh, and so, but you, you can't be exceptional at, at communication without being clear. So that's why I say, just get clear and sort of find a system to follow. Like, you know, like some of the, the gurus in our space that are reputable, um, you know, Brandon Vaughn, you know, does a phenomenal job over at the Conquer program. Um, you know, there's, there's other, you know, there's other people that can help. Um, and sometimes it's just the guy next, you know, down the street that is willing to help you. Right. But um, to give you some pointers, but get good at doing the, like actually delivering what you're trying to do. And then you can start to get creative. Um, and so uh, I would say, you know, most times people with their branding, they're missing the basics and they're missing just like, just do what you think already, like what you see already working, get that right. Because if you can't get right a program that's working for everybody else, you're going to have tr troubles building your own program. You see what I'm saying? So I would say, you know, you know, same thing as like, uh, you know, if I was, like, I don't know why I'm st stuck on recipes today, but if, if I'm going to, if I want to be a baker, I got to get good at baking all everybody else's cakes first learning those techniques and stuff like that. And then I can put my spin on it. So I'd say that the word, the, the thing that people are getting wrong is they're trying to be creative and distinct. Um, and they don't know who they are. Uh, they just have to figure it out and they're not doing it clearly. And so you see them from a mile and, and really it's them, some from ego typically, um, you know, they got in business. They're like, Oh, I just filed for my LLC. And, but it's like, dude, like you got so far that like, you're going to like, it's going to be rough, man. But, um, you know, but then, you know, it's, it's, and I couldn't have told myself that when I was younger, like I wouldn't have cared, but like, it's just, you have to put in that time to get good and then get great. And then all of a sudden you can like start to get creative with what you're doing, um, to become exceptional. And, um, so I would say get, get clear first. Um, so with a logo, a squint test is an easy one, you know, like, you know, take your logo and, and, and hold it 
out and, and kind of unfocus your eyes and can you still read it or not? Most, most logos you can't, um, on your vehicles, um, you know, get rid of the $15 magnets or $50 magnets or whatever, and go get actual lettering. It's only a couple hundred bucks or something like to do cut, cut vinyl letter. Like, so start looking into like what people are doing and do whatever version of that you can. Um, but most people are like sort of tossing the towel early, like, Oh, I can't, I can't hire, you know, prolific yet for this. I don't have the money for that. Like, first of all, you know, you're the one that said you can't, not anybody else. But secondly, like then do the next best thing, but don't like, you know, just don't toss in the towel and like, okay, so you can't go get a $6,000 wrap of your first year in business. Like, okay, well, you don't also have to do like a $50 magnet that flies off and causes somebody to have an accident on a highway. Like, you know, so people, you know, they, they don't, they, rob themselves uh, they don't the take it as far as they could. And they rob themselves of the process. I like, I like how you just explained that because it's just like in sales and we can use sales as an example to where you can read all the books that you want, right? You can read all the books, you can watch all the videos and the techniques that guys say, but you're not going to be able to comprehend it as much unless you've made those mistakes, right? Because it's easier for me to like go into it without, you know, reading, reading anything about any sales, having any videos that I watched about sales and I'm just making these mistakes. Right. And then all of a sudden I watch the videos and I'm reading the material. I'm like, Oh, I can remember when I did that at this time. I can remember when I did that at this time. And so we're mm -hmm. just telling guys is like, don't rob yourself of that process because mm -hmm. you're going to know, you know, once you get competent at what you do and even for marketing, it's the same thing. Like once you get competent at what you're doing, then you can start, like you said, knowing how you're unique knowing how to spin it, you know, because you, you know, it's kind of like just uh, what's, what's that one guy that has like that hierarchy of the basic needs of a human, right? Um, yeah. Me uh, fruits maybe fruits yeah, I want to say like Mesloff, but I'm, I'm getting it wrong. <laughs> no, it's something like that, but I know we're talking about, but the basic needs that everybody needs is like, they just need like food, right? Food and shelter. So if you don't have the food or shelter, then you can't reach those other, you can't have a good relationship, right? Because if you don't Ma have- Maslow's. Maslow's, yep, Maslow's. So like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like that mm -hmm. basic need first is that you need like food and shelter, right? If you don't have mm -hmm. food, shelter, you, you, you can't survive. You can't build relationships with other people. You can't get those other hierarchy of needs, right? Mm -hmm. You can't attract a woman or a, if you're a woman, you can't attract a male if you don't have those basic needs. So I like when you said that in the sense that you have to be competent, you have to kind of know how to bake the cake, you have to know how to do all of this so that you don't rob yourself of that process and you know while you're going through that process, all right, then this is who I am, this is who we are. Because that's kind of that's kind of the question that I have next too, is should you, should when you're thinking of your branding, should you try to brand to where you're, should you try to brand? Because I know most guys, when they think about it, they're like, I get this question a lot where they're like, okay, I only want to brand to high-end clients or I only want to bring it to these kind of people. Like, yeah, I know yeah. you're saying right now because people have this. Should yeah. people make their brand to where it's like widely accepted? Like McDonald's, that's like a widely accepted kind of brand. Like every yeah. rich people eat at McDonald's, poor people eat at McDonald's, everybody eats at McDonald's. But like you have a brand that's kind of like uh, Ruth Chris to where they have a particular kind of branding where they only brand towards, you know, people that have a lot of wealth. Mm -hmm. So for a home service business, how should, like, does that matter? Should they try to have their brand appeal yeah. to everybody or just a, who they're trying to target? Yeah. So that's a great question. I mean, I think, well, for certain who they're trying to target, but who they're trying to target could be everybody if they really want it to be, but for certain it should be built for who they're trying to target and they should be considering tomorrow. I'm not saying they're going to consider 
30, you know, when I say tomorrow, I'm like, you know, the next decade they should be considering as well. Uh, they shouldn't be considering the next 50 or hundred years. Cause you know, what we do today might not be relevant in that time frame, anyways, but, um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, so people, you know, unfortunately we, we, we all tend to think at all times of our entire life that like, we're way smarter than we actually are. Um, and, you know, they say that, uh, you know, that, truly if you if you are actually wise then you um you, you know the start of wisdom is realizing that you know nothing or something like that right and it's um you know the idea of like well you know i, I want to build a a brand that that um that's for high end customers but like so let's just assume that that person is currently not much working for that you know not very much working for that type of clientele but they seek to want to do it they're making a whole lot of assumptions with that like first of all um, that there's a viable business to have there. Second of all, that those people that you're going to like working with them. Third, that they're going to pay, they're going to want to pay you more money just because they have more money. Like, um, so they're making a whole lot of assumptions about a market. Now it's different if they actually have the data. Um, but what I would say is the best place to build your brand focus around is, uh, or as far as your target market would be the people that you're already resonating with. So you already have a brand, uh, even if you didn't work at all on it, you have it, you have a perception of who you are. It's resonating. If you're making money it's resonating with somebody, like somebody prefers you. Um, even if like it was, in, it, it, it's just enough for you to like make some decisions. Like it might've been like, you know, they say if, like, if, if you have a hundred people and you pitch them all something like at least two of them are going to buy, like no matter how bad you are. Like, so, yeah. but those two, they're going to give you that little sliver of hope that you're like, okay, I, I could do something here. Now you can start to hone it in. But so basically I would take whoever, whoever's already buying from you and get more of those type of people. I think the big problem with people's targeting is they want to target other people that are not buying from them. And when I say they're like, well, if they're buying, why would I need to market them? What I'm talking about is the type of people like that. So if you're killing it in a five mile radius, but you only have like, you know, 2% of the market share in that five mile radius, like own that before you start to spend a 50 mile radius budget. Um, mm -hmm. Or like you said, like if you're already, like, let's just say you're running a, a business that's doing 200 grand a year, 500 grand a year. Um, and it's, it's all homes that are, you know, or let's say, let's say people that are making somewhere between, uh, you know, 70,000 to 150,000 household income. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, to, 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 to now go try to, to market towards people that are doing above 200 K household income, because you believe that that's going to be now, here's the thing is if you truly believe that's the next step for your business, go try it, but realize that you're testing it and you're guessing and that you're going to take the test and then use that data. But if I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go build my entire brand around something I haven't validated yet. So most people um, just have not validated their ideas, or they go in assuming that uh, what they think is to be true will be true. And I always say, like, allow the market come up with your hypothesis, but then allow the market to validate that idea and then act. And so what's happening typically when people come to us and they're doing rebrandings it's because they assumed a whole lot of stuff wrong in the beginning. And so, and they didn't know who they were and it wasn't like, they got everything wrong, but they persisted in, in one in spite of all that. And then they come to me 10 years into their business or whatever. And they're like, all right, Ryan, we've got it. We've, we've hit, you know, $2 million or 200, whatever they've hit. Like, um, and, uh, and we know that, you know, we're doing all the stuff, but here's all the stuff that's not 
right. It's not like, it's like they've, it's almost like they bought their first car and they're like ready for the upgrade. You know, it's like that got me where I needed to go. But like, now I know what I need. And the problem with people is they assume they know what they need and they have no idea. So go out and test what you think, but be real about the data you get back and then make those adjustments. Um, so personally, I would say, look at your client list, whoever's buying from you, figure out how to get in front of groups of those people. That's, that's simple. That's simple. And like old school, like marketing common sense is like, all right, if, if my, if people would buy from me are women of households of 120 K in this geographical area, um, that like to do gardening on the weekends, like then you go find groups of those. And so we look at Oh, well, maybe in my local church and maybe there's a gardening community on Facebook in my local group. So it's not just the local swap shop, um, you know, buy and sell groups, but now you're in the gardening groups and you're, th- you're saying, so where are my people at? And then you go there. That's super simple marketing and branding comes into play when we're like, how do I do, how do I communicate and come across to them and be perceived better by that group of people? Uh, assuming that you've already validated that, that you have a market with them. Man, that was that was awesome what you just said in that sense, because it goes back to our friend Dave Carroll, what he talked about and something that I learned and something that I just learned from you, too, to where you basically taught me how to learn that I learn about that even better. Is that I know because I first asked him, why'd you call it dope marketing? Right. But he said data on previous engagement. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you have the data. And I remember one time when I was talking with him. He was talking about because it's the same kind of question and, you know, and you hit it on the head perfectly as well in a different way. But he was telling me because I was talking about database reactivation campaigns. And I was even this was like three, four years ago, probably when I was first like starting out with marketing in the sense of like doing things besides Google Ads, SEO, those kind of things. Right. So I was saying like, hey, man, what should I do for these database reactivation campaigns? You know, even leveraging your postcards and all of that. And he was like, dude. Tell your clients that they need to see the top five zip codes that they work in. And I was like, well, what if they want to work in this area? Well, look, Mm -hmm. man, people already know them in these areas. So when they see their trucks, you know, consistently, you know, they'll have a bigger impact, too, because now if you do three of those neighbors, right, those three neighbors, they're going to talk to the next door neighbor right there. Right. So it's like a compounding effect to where, like, people are going to see those trucks. Then they're going to be like, oh, you've worked with that guy. Oh, let me work with him. Oh, you've worked with him too. And then all of a sudden you're dominating that entire neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And you have even more, you know, um, market share, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, so, it's like, on. it's like, it's almost like a game of Monopoly, like, right? Like you yeah. try to own those like properties. And then we, and so you're trying to own, um, uh, uh, you're trying to own market share um, and market attention. And, and, and what's happening is that like, you know, how like in Monopoly, like if you own this building, you got to pay, like if I own the building, you got to pay on your way through. Right. Mm-hmm. So what's happening is when people say, well, I want to go market in those zip codes, you're not there. You don't own it. You're going to, you're going to be taxed heavily over yeah. there because somebody else is dominating in that space. All markets, the top one or two players get 80, typically around, you know, 50 to 80% of a market. Like for instance, Coca-Cola and Pepsi, right. It's a multi-billion dollar market. You have two companies that make up 90% of all revenue in that market and thousands of other companies make up the other 10%, right? So they're getting literally like scraps of scraps of scraps. So you're going to be taxed heavily if you want to go into somebody else's market that they own. They own that property and you want to go feed off of their crops, right? They planted them. They've been harvesting. They've been doing their thing over there. So that's when they say like, like grass is greener on your side, the side you water, like you got to own your space, 
water that before you start trying to go over and see if you can conquer another piece of land, right? So, and like literally we're some, in many cases, we are talking about actual land, like geographical space, right? Yeah. Um, but it could be other things too, right? There's not the only type of market uh, targeting. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, most people, I mean, marketing, and I'm not really that, honestly, I'm not that, I would say like somebody like Dave, Dave Carroll is super good at like really advanced marketing. I'm not really honestly that great at marketing, but I think that it could be helpful for some people because some people can't get around how smart they think they are. It's like, you have people that are literally trying to like figure out algorithms to talk to the dude that lives across the street from them. Like I'm, I'm just either smart enough or dumb enough to be like, you know, I could just walk across the street and talk to that guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you have to get out of your own way. And, and like, there's a lot of technology, there's AI, it's all cool stuff. Right. But sometimes you can be lucky enough to be dumb enough to be like, why wouldn't we just do it that way? And like, oh yeah, that's so you, you want to approach it. I think from the simplest terms first, and then, you know, people could hire like somebody like you or, you know, Dave or whatever to like do some of this more advanced stuff. But if you don't understand the basics, um, people are going to run away with your ad budget. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to understand what's going on if you're hiring a professional at a minimum, you know? So. It's kind of like a bell curve that I like how you said that too, because sometimes, and I hate to say it like this, sometimes the dumbest people sometimes come up with the smartest conclusions. You know what I mean? Like in the sense that like, I've always been taught like in business, you need to like, which I'm not saying my mom is dumb by any means. Mom, if you're watching this, you're not dumb by any means, right? But sometimes it's like my mom doesn't have any like business acumen, right? She has she doesn't have any business acumen, but she's very smart in other facets of life, right? Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes I might ask her about a certain thing, you know, because you know, I might ask her, like, hey mom, what kind of service like because I'm 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 like a partner in junk removal business, right? And so we're always trying to like do different things. So mm-hmm. I'm like, mom, yeah. what would you do with this? And she's like, well, Jonathan, I wouldn't do this. Like, how would I schedule? How would I? And I'm thinking like, I didn't even think of this. I'm thinking of all this yeah. advanced stuff, but I'm like, I'm not even getting like what the basic person. And my mom's like, mm-hmm. how would I schedule? Where would I find that at? Why would I need that if I already have my own boxes or this? And I'm like, mm-hmm. man, like these dumb quote unquote questions, right? That she's like, that, you know, she's giving me, I'm like, man, she's giving me very valuable information. So I love how you say that because it is like mm-hmm. a bell curve. And that's mm-hmm. sometimes we have to just get back to the very basics of things when it comes to doing that. I kind of want to segue, man, into how does how does a business know when they need to rebrand like a home service business? Like, how did they, how do you know when you need to rebrand where I'm like, look, man, look, Ryan, mm-hmm. I'm ready to rebrand. Like, how do they know when like they need to rebrand? Yeah, well, the most common time that we have people rebrand um, is when they don't have uh, I'm not, when they don't have a issue expanding capacity of work. Um, so they, they get the production side because most companies either have a, a problem with production or capacity, um, uh, uh, marketing, uh, or admin, um, and sort of organizational stuff. Right. That seems um, like the biggest one, man. Admin is like the biggest one I've seen. Well, I, maybe it's just because I'm not good at it, but you know, I think mostly people, what I've seen from my clients is that they, most of them don't really have much admin um, or, uh, or they've gotten to the point where admins working okay, like fair, fairly, fairly well, but they, they either can't are, are unwilling. Sometimes was what the organizational admin, like the organizational stuff is, is holding one of those other things back, mm-hmm. but ultimately like they're trying to, but uh, they're trying, they need either, to take on, be able to take on more work where they need to get more work. Right. 
Like that's what most people would kind of attribute to their problems to, I think. 99 um, businesses, yeah. So companies that come to us um, are able to take on more work or want, or, or essentially they're saying like, hey, we know we can, like we have a system for hire. Like we know, we know we can, we'll figure it out. Like if you give us more work, we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they already have a marketing budget in place. Uh, they already have some way, a system for awareness because the greatest brand will die in the dark. So you have to shine light on it. You have to get awareness to it. Um, that doesn't have to be money, but I would contend that it's much simpler to use money uh, to get it, but you could use your time. You could use your, um, your influence, uh, you know, leverage, whatever, but, uh, typically people use, you know, their time or money. Uh, and, uh, as you grow, it becomes more money because you run out of time. Um, so basically, um, if you have an awareness system in place, AKA marketing budget, uh, if you have, um, um, the ability to take on more work. Um, so you have uh, capacity or, or the ability to expand capacity, then you're like, okay, well, and then the next thing that happens is a lot of times they're like, well, I'm doing all the marketing stuff. So typically the way a business grows when it comes to marketing is they, they do, they bang their head against the wall for a little bit, and then they kind of figure something out and they get one channel to work. Um, they start to kind of uptick on, to uptick on that channel. And then they start to see it taper off. So they add another channel. Um, and they do that a few times. And then what happens is it gets a little bit messy. They clean it up and they have a couple channels that work really well at bringing on new customers. Some good channels that you've probably talked about on your show are like, you know, Google AdWords, Google Organic, LSA, um, you know, uh, Facebook ads, Facebook Organic, Facebook groups. Um, those are all online. You can do offline, uh, direct mail, door to door, um, lead, lead groups, um, organizations, uh, events, um, you know, that's a whole lot of stuff that you could do, uh, one-to-one uh, -one sales for commercial LinkedIn for commercial. Like, so, so, so the channels are set. Um, so people sort of like start exploring the channels. They find some stuff that works from, they start to get a diminishing return on those things. And then they go, I don't know what to do. And then that's typically through that, through that exploration of trying to figure out what do I do now? Um, they come, they come to the conclusion of branding. Most people never get to this point, by the way, um, they should start at branding, but they don't because they're, th because they first need to put their life mask on first before they start like trying to figure this out. So they're like, I need sales. And then I need, okay, well, if I want sales, I have to get leads. So that means I need to do marketing. And so they do marketing and then they go through, but they don't realize that if you're marketing and you're, and it, it takes a while for people to realize that they've been marketing and saying and doing, they're in the same channel, saying the same things. They look the same. They walk the same. Talk. The same. It's, it's, it's everyone else that's comparable. So it makes it extremely difficult for a client, their best clients, to know that they should choose them, or their best team members as to to know that they should choose them. Um, and so once they start to see a diminishing return, now they look for a solution, and they're like, and then all of a sudden they realize like how long they've been like leaving so much money on the table and competing for so long, and they're like holy crap, I could have differentiated my business a long time ago and I would have done way better, but they don't look for the answer until then, unfortunately. So basically that's when people are typically doing it. When they, they should do it is basically when they become aware of it, I would say. Uh, most companies just simply are not aware um, of branding. They're not aware that they should be intentionally um, con um, crafting and considering the uh, perception of their company in the market 
Um, they, they've been told by gurus that, you know, that you shouldn't, you know, work on your brand until you've done, you're in the millions that you need to focus on marketing. Um, and that's a misconception of what branding is because if branding is what, how the market perceives you, why would you wait until you're making, you know, uh, hopefully making a million in revenue to think about how a customer perceives the way you talk to them or the way that you do the job or like what they even want or care about, like, or, or how, how the client's interacting and resonating with you. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Like no one would ever go on their first date with a, a woman or a man, depending on the other gender or whatever. And, and, and say, you know, once I get there, I'm going to, I'm going to decide whether I want to put deodorant on. I'm going to decide how I look once I'm already there. No, like you go to market after you've considered how to go to market, right? How, how is this going to be perceived? And people do this regardless of whether they're, you know, intentionally doing it or not. I'm just saying be, be intentional or be more intentional about it. And you will get to a better result when you're taking your, it's kind of like uh, that the, you know, they, I don't know if it's really him, but it's, I think it's attributed to Albert Einstein. The saying goes, if I had more time, I would have written you a shorter message. And the idea is that it's, you have to be intentional and it takes time and effort and energy and, and money to craft good communication. And if you're just shooting off the hip, it will work if you get enough of it out there, but it won't work as well as if you go back and clean it all up. You know, so, um, so I would say once somebody's aware of it, they should start working on it. And you don't need to pay somebody to work on your brand. You have a perception. If you, there are certain tasks that you would be wise to pay people for, um, but you don't have to pay somebody to, uh, to help you research how you can have a better interaction with a client on their first impression or, uh, you know, after, um, you know, after they have a problem, a, a, you know, a common problem that happens, uh, or, uh, what, how, what, how do we, how do we try to shape the perception of, of someone when they are looking at an option? Why are they looking at other options? How are we different? Um, and the reality is that if I stand up, it's crazy, but like, you know, if, if I stand up in front of a group of people and I'm speaking, I'm, if I was to look at all those people, and I'll say, what makes you different? And I don't even ask this question because I don't want to embarrass everybody. Every single person in that room are thinking in their head, well, we're a lot better. We're, we're trained, our, we're licensed, we're professional. Um, my, my trucks are pretty clean. Like they're literally all thinking the same thing makes them different from the guy next to them, which doesn't make any sense. They're all acting the same. They're not the same, but they're either afraid. Really, they just haven't looked inside to figure out what, how am I different? What am I truly doing this different? Because a lot of times uh, the, the, the other big thing that people are missing is they're doing stuff that's different, but they're not dripping it into their communication before they're not bring it in before and after they're not calling forward and backward to it. So meaning you'll talk to a company that does like three really cool, amazing, different things that no other company does. You look on their website and you're like, wow, that's weird. Cause it doesn't say anything like that on your website. Do you talk about that when you, when you talk to somebody on the phone? Oh no, we don't, we don't, we typically talk about that as we're doing it on the job right then. I'm like, you know, if that's something that somebody, no one else does, do you think you might get more work if you let people know about that way earlier in the interaction? Oh, I never thought about that. I didn't realize it, it was that different. Or, or do you think that people would be more, uh, m that they'd like their purchase with you more if you brought that up later? Do you think they may be more likely to buy again if you reminded them how awesome that thing was that you did? And people just don't, they don't realize, you know what I'm saying? So they're just trying to like kind of hunt and gather and eat and whatever. And it's like, you know, they don't stop and evaluate. They're not, they're, they're just, you know, they're the, they're the, most people grab the app, ax and chop the tree. They don't take the 10 minutes to sharpen the ax. You know what I'm saying? So, um, 
So that's really what the, the, the branding is about, is it's about stopping and evaluating how are our systems being perceived by our three markets, which is our community, mm-hmm. our team members, and our clients. Because if all of those people uh, know about us, prefer to work with us, um, and see evidence of our differentiation points and our purpose in in their you know in their path of life, your community, your team members, and your your target market. If all of those people are excited to help your business grow and pers- get your mission further along, like how could you not win, right? So that's the goal. It's like how could I get those people to be aware of me and prefer me and that my story meshes with their story so that they want me to succeed just as much as their firstborn child. You know what I'm saying? No, most, most definitely, my friend, most definitely. And you actually already answered one of the next questions I wanted to ask you, which is how can a pressure washing business or a home service business find their branding style, which you've already kind of elaborated on that. So my next question for you would be, when rebranding or upgrading your brand, what is the first thing that you should rebrand? Like, because I know some people may be like, okay, I don't know what I should rebrand first. Should it be our clothing? Should it be our truck wrap? Should it be, yeah. you know, so what is the first, like, should it be our website? Like, what is the first thing that, that yeah. you know, that, and that they should rebrand? Like, what is mm-hmm. the first thing yeah. that- so yeah, once people know that they need to rebrand, their next thing is like, oh man, it's going to cost so much money. It's going to be so painful. It's going to take so much time, yeah. but there's no rules to it. You can do it however you want. Like Best Buy updated their logo like literally like 20 years ago and they have not switched out one sign on an exterior of a building. So if you go, if you look at the exterior of the building, the Best Buy, buy whatever one's by you, but and then you go on their website, you'll see two different logos, right? Yeah. Um, why? Because those signs are like 150 grand each. So they're not, they, they just simply, I don't, I mean, I don't know when or why or what the rollout looks like or if they're ever going to do it. Um, but they chose not to update all those signs. They're a lot of money. Um, so, um, and they don't believe that that is damaging to them. Otherwise they would change it. I guarantee if it was going to help them, they would, they would change it. Um, I guarantee they probably test it. That's their new logo, right? And on yeah. the, if you look up a building, you'll find one of their old logos. Yeah. Um, and, and their old logo, it's, you know, people can probably picture the old logo, but, you know, it's the black type inside inside of the yellow um, uh, uh, tag. And, you know, but anyways, um, so uh, so basically, you know, you know, ideally you just swap it all out if it was, you know, but, but that's not realistic for everyone. Um, and so you just basically do what you can do everything online can be done basically almost for free. Um, you know, you're swapping out one image file for another image file in many cases. Now website redesigns, you know, obviously and like sort of like deeper things can be done, but, but what I'm saying is like, if you need to swap out your logo, everything, everywhere, that's easy. Now creating a different, you know, voice on your social media over time takes time, but, um, you know, vehicles, uh, vehicles, website and, uh, and, and uniforms are typically the most, investment type stuff that people need to worry about. Um, other stuff you can phase out if you have, you know, brochures or folders you just bought, like just use, use them for a little while and then toss them when you're, you know, um, but you know, I think that my big thing is like, get the stuff that's going to actually make you money. Like realize that you're, you're updating your brand to make a whole lot more money. Like when people are like, well, Ryan, you know, you know, cause our packages range from like 10 to 20 grand. So like when they're like, man, I, I didn't know it was 15 grand or, um, or this is a lot of, you know, big investment. I'm like, well, yeah, it is a big investment, but 
Um, I'll tell you, you know, if, if it's not worth a hundred grand to you, I wouldn't do it. You know, uh, if it, if it's worth 500 or five grand or 10 grand or 15 grand or 25 grand, I, I, I wouldn't do this unless it's worth exponentially more than you're spending. I would just keep your money and go, you know, go get some free, free one on Fiverr or close to free or whatever a logo, because what we're trying to do is build brands that exponentially, that, that remove friction from all these systems so that you can, you know, exponentially grow. Um, if it's not worth that, don't do it. Right. So I think you get past the pain, but, but what I'm saying is that because it is worth that, the idea of like, when somebody's like, well, Ryan, I have five trucks. Um, I'm, I'm going to do, you know, I'm not going to do it right now. I'm going to do one right now. I'm like, cool. I'm like, just literally just do one or two right now. So you can see the result. And I guarantee you're going to get the other ones done a lot faster than you're planning. Cause you're thinking you're just going to swap, you know, you're just going to apply the brand that your prolific brand. And all of a sudden, you know, it's just business as usual. And then when they see a change, they're like, oh man, I got to do this sooner than I thought, because now they look at it differently. Uh, as soon as they, they implement it a little bit, they, they're really motivated to implement it fully because what happens is they start to see that the, that the, um, the law, the, 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 the loss cost, um, you know, is actually there that, 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 if they would, um, you know, yeah. yeah it, it, so you see two working and you're like, oh, wait, it, yeah, I just wrapped that thing two days ago and it cost me five grand to redo it. I'm like losing five grand, but then they realize they're losing a lot more than five or grand by five. keeping it on there. Right. And by not changing. So once they see that, and I tell people that on the way on the door, like, and even people listening to this, like if they truly believe what I just said, I'll get an email from every single person saying, I want to do this, but they don't believe me because they know better than I do. And that's okay. Um, and so they don't, they, they miss out and then they wait until the pain gets so bad. Like that, <laughs> that dog on the porch. It's like, why is your dog like, uh, squirming over there? Well, he's laying on a, uh, on a nail. Well, why doesn't he move? It's just not hurting him enough yet. You know? So yeah. people wait until they're just saying they must move and then they finally move. Um, yeah, but it's not as bad as people would think. It's just it's it's going to take time and money and effort, and it's and it's not as much as they think. Uh, it's just really they're afraid to get it wrong. That's what I find. It's not really about yes. you know the money or the time. It's it's about their their it's a you know their brand's kind of like their baby. And like if you you know they come to me and like what do you think about my logo? It's like what do you think about your logo? Because I don't want to call your baby ugly. You know, so it's like it's like their baby and like to redo it. It's like, they don't want to get it wrong. They're scared to death to get it wrong. And they're not saying that because there's like a type man, you know, men and all that, but they, but that's really what's happening. It's like, they don't want to get it wrong. And that's where I think that we really provide a lot of assistance for, for them because it's like every step of the way, we just instill confidence in them as they're doing it. And then they get the result. Like, so it's every step of the way, like, I got this, you, you can de depend on this, you know, it's going to work out like this. Here's what you can expect. They do the thing. They like, it's always funny when people are like, well, Ryan, can I put these on Facebook and see what people think? I'm like, sure you can, but here's exactly what's going to happen over the next couple of days. First, people are going to say this, and some people say this, da, da, da. and they're like, wow, you, how, you know, and the reason I explain it all to them is so that they're not caught off guard with the mixed feedback that they'll get. And on the best logo, like people don't like new stuff. They don't like, I remember when they first came out, they, uh, the Cadillac Escalade, like in 2005 or something they shifted and like i was in junior high and i love that old one and now you look at like the 90s one and you're like they switched that big 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 uh light bulb or the big uh, headlight one and i thought it was so ugly when it came out because people don't like new stuff and then it sets in and you're like oh this is cool like happens with everything like 
Um, people like are getting on Elon for like changing Twitter to X, but they, you know, a few months ago, they were on him like crazy about Twitter blue and how like crappy retro the Twitter blue um, exactly. stuff was. Yeah. People forgot about Twitter blue when X, right? They don't like literally know like people complete and, you know, same thing with Instagram. People hated the Instagram logo when they changed it. Nobody's like literally like there's probably I no. I forgot person. all about the Instagram logo because you're right. I, I was one of those people when they changed it. I was like, man, I, I don't like the look and feel of this, all of this. And then now I'm like, you're just accustomed to it now. You don't even yeah. really think about it like that anymore. You're just like, right. yeah. And change, you know, when you change, like if people are fine with what they have, um, they're going to be skeptical of something new because uh, because there's a chance change brings bad, right? That's that's the that's the problem. And so we've done this so many times and I know what's going to happen at every step that that's why I explain exactly what happened every step of the way so I can build confidence that the change will not bring bad for our clients that it'll bring good. Um, mm -hmm. And that's, I think, a big part of what we provide is not only solutions that work, but the confidence they, they will work throughout the process because a lot of people, that's why they never change is they're scared to death to get it wrong because change could be bad. And it's perceived as bad first. So that's the, that's the worst part too, is yeah. that you do something that will work, but then everybody tells you it won't. And you're like, oh crap, I should not do this. And then you don't do it. Like that's what my, why most people don't even go to business, right? Because their parents and their parents and their parents and their, everybody's like, oh man, you could just get a job and da, da, da. And so they're scared to death to go start their own business because everyone around them tells them, don't change, don't change. And then when they change and it doesn't work out because they're going to, it's going to be basically like hell for a couple of years as you're trying to figure it out your first go around, like um, <laughs> maybe even longer than that. Everyone around them is saying, see, 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 I told you, don't change, don't change. And they're, and, and most people will give up because essentially they took a risk. They said, no, I think change is going to be better. And it was worse and they didn't stick it out long enough. And so they believe everyone around them to take six steps forward. You know, mm -hmm. and you're, and you're yeah. right about and it, that. And if, it, but if they had a coach or something like that, that was like, Hey, listen, this is exactly what's going to happen. Here's the pain you're going to go through. <laughs> you know, imagine if you went work out one time, you saw some rip dude and you're like, yeah, I want to be like you, but you had no concept that it took pain and took effort. Yeah. And like, and you go to the gym and you're just like, like you start blacking out and your body's like shutting down. Cause you're like not used to it. Imagine if somebody wasn't there to say, get back up, take some rest, come back tomorrow. It'll be all right. You'll make it like, or you'll get to where I'm at, you know? Yeah, or somebody told you that in the beginning, like, this is going to happen, right? Yeah. One thing I really want to highlight that you said and that I tell people all the time because you're going to get it, I'm going to get it, anybody's going to get it, is that they don't look at the opportunity cost of how much money you're going to be losing because of this new thing that you're going to be doing. And also they're referencing that change to what they're currently doing in their business. So for example, when you tell them, like, when you change this chuck wrap and you do all of these different things for that, you're going to actually be getting money because most people are going to be thinking about it like what is the money i can lose they don't think about it as like what is the money that i'm going to be gaining by doing this right and yeah, so an I try, yeah i try to change the mindset that people have and i say like look man you're referencing this as if your business is going to stay the same if you're doing this if you think your business is going to stay the same after whether it's like you know utilizing our services with marketing or utilizing your services when it comes to branding then you don't need to be doing this but you're coming to me talking to me because you realize that we can have a positive effect and change on your business. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, reference it from that mindset that, all right, then like, what are the opportunity costs when this is successful or what is the opportunity cost if I don't take heed of this as soon as I can possible? Mm -hmm. 
And then also like, how is my business going to be once I do change this up? Because you're still mm -hmm. referencing that. Like I get guys that like, well, my website, Jonathan, with this, like, you know, I'm like, dude, reference your business on like how it will be after we work with you. And after we redo everything and you're ranking a lot better or you're doing this, like reference it after that. Don't reference <laughs> it like with, with, where your business is currently at. You know yeah. what I mean? Because then why are you talking to us then at that point? So that was yeah. perfect. Now to get, I'm going to ask one question because I know I want to be, I want to be respectful of your time, but I do want to ask uh, like two or three more questions. Like just, per there'll be one personal one, but I want to ask this one because I know there's going to be guys that are going to want like some like technical kind of things. I know we kind of, we did go technical, you know, on the branding things and all of that, but there's going to be some guys that are probably going to be like, you know, truck wrap kind of stuff. So what are the elements of a good truck wrap design? Because I know you guys do that specifically, like some mm -hmm. of your branding, you guys yeah do it for that. So what are some elements of some, you know, good like truck wraps and things like that? Yeah. So there was a nationwide study done in conjunction with 3M years ago that showed that you get anywhere from 30,000 to 70,000 vehicular uh, impressions per day per vehicle on a full-time drive, like a car that's, that's driving on the road full-time, mm -hmm. uh, like full-time for work. Um, <clears throat> so what that means is to average that out, let's call it 50,000 impressions per day. You're getting 10 million impressions per year on your vehicle on a single vehicle. So you have 10 vehicles, you're getting a hundred million impressions per year or over a million impressions per month. Uh, mm -hmm. if you have 10 vehicles on the road, for instance. So, um, you know, if you look at, um, I, I, my, my math, if somebody's like some nerd, like <laughs> that might, some of those numbers might be a tiny bit off, but, but if, but it, something like that, right. So it's, it's literally millions. And, um, <clears throat> so most people just simply aren't capitalizing on that. Like really all I'm trying to do, uh, like I, I think really what I'm good at is just like my kind of like my superpower is is basically like leverage, like finding leverage points. And essentially that's what entrepreneurship is, right? Like you hire somebody for $10 an hour. I'm just using, well, let's just call it yeah, $20 yeah. an hour. Um, you, you hire them out to a client for $50 an hour or hundred or 200, whatever. Like, but the point is like, you're leveraging something. You're taking things of, of this value and you put them together and one plus one equals three, right? That's leverage. So, um, you know, so, so, uh, that's what I try to do is, is, is kind of, um, leverage, um, um, things like that. Oh man. I'm, what was the question? Sorry. Oh, so no, 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 it's all good. It's all good. Cause you were talking about the good elements, but like the good elements of a truck wrap design. Oh, so the wrap. So so yep. So yeah. So like leveraging that data that they have. So they they already have the vehicle. You know what I'm saying? Like like what if like what if what if I was like, hey Jonathan, um, do you want to buy this billboard for fifty grand? And you're like, yeah, I'll buy it. And then you never put anything on it, like like so people are driving around a billboard they already paid for. They already agreed to pay for the thing. So why don't why don't you use it right? So um so people are under leveraging it or they put a dinky magnet on it. It's like they the reality is they just don't know. They first of all they like the 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 number of impressions per day is staggering to the point that it almost sounds unbelievable. But it's a real study you can look it up. So people don't know how many impressions they're getting. They don't know what it will do for their business. This is why companies like you know. Gettle here in Arizona or, or a one garage, like Tommy, that's why they wrapped truck number 113, right? They didn't stop at truck number five. They wrapped all hundred in their fleet. Why? Because every single one of them makes them an exponential return compared to the investment. Um, so, uh, you know, I would say most people don't do it right because they don't, they don't know that it actually works. Like I'm saying, but if you do it right, 
you're getting millions of impressions. You literally are not doing, I don't know one person that does in this space that gets more impressions anywhere else other than their vehicles. So get your vehicles right because it's going to, it's going to count. You can, I have clients that literally their, their main source of leads is their, is their wraps, right? Because they get, that's where their main source of uh, impressions are. And that's not going to, that the first, that second part is, is true for everyone, by the way. The second part can change because you might, you know, have a good budget spent with other places or time or uh, whatever. But so here's what you want to do. I call it the three W's. It's wow, who, what? Now, if there's a number four thing, it would be uh, H, how do I get in contact with you? But let's stick on the first three first. So wow, who, what? And, um, and what that means is, so most people actually do this the wrong way and complete opposite. Um, they do, how do you contact me first with phone number? And then, um, what I do second. And like, you know, what do people say? I'm like, what do you think about my truck? Make the phone number bigger. Oh, put power washing huge on the side. Like, so they get this literally, they literally do it reverse of my methodology that, that I've seen proven over and over and over again. So this is the right way to do it that I've found through, you know, lots and lots of, 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 of ex, uh, experience with this, um, for other clients that have been successful with this is, wow, I need your attention first. So most people don't have that. They don't, they, they miss the attention. They're not grabbing attention on the road. You have to have someone's attention before you can communicate with them. Right. So you and I have each other's attention. There's certain people, unfortunately that I've talked too long and they've checked out of this podcast it's unfortunate for you because it was my fault, probably, right? Because oh, man, like I this... lost it. Well, I'm just kidding, but yeah, I know. But, but it is true though, too. You know, like people. I know, pop no, off I definitely, but, know, I definitely but know. But people, you have you have to have someone's attention before you can communicate, right? So attention first. That's the wow factor. Who are you? That's the brand. You have to go brand first. Why? Because if I say soda, you already have a brand in mind. So I need my brand to be the one that you have in mind. I don't want to advertise soda. I want to advertise Coca-Cola. Okay. Three, number three is what, what, what can you offer me as a client? That's the vertical. That's the category. So now I'm on soda or now I'm on exterior cleaning, uh, carpet cleaning, whatever. So it should be, okay. I have your attention. You know, let's just call it, uh, you know, uh, Jonathan exterior cleaning, Jonathan exterior cleaning. And then the last thing, if we needed something else on there would be, how do I get in contact with you? Now that, how do I get in contact with you is typically for someone walking by taking a photo or something like that, but that's not generally how the millions of impressions, you don't get millions of calls from these things a, a year, only a certain amount convert to, 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 uh, leads. And only a certain amount of those are right there in that moment. Right? So most people are not calling off your vehicle and that's why we do it in that order. Most people, they build it for people calling off your vehicle, but that's a, such a small amount of people that actually do that, that are behind you in traffic and choose to get their phone out, risk the lives of everyone around them to dial your number while you're also driving. Like, so it's very rare. So what you want to do is you want to get their name instilled so that that way, when you're working in a five mile radius all the time, every single day for the next five years that I've seen your truck thousands of times. Mm -hmm. And then what happens when I see on the side of the road, a little sign that says power washing, and I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll do that. What do I do? Am I going to call that number? Heck no. I've seen Jonathan power washing by my house 50,000 times. I took a picture of it too. I probably took a picture yeah. of like their design and all of that. Other yeah, time. if it was good right. enough. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm going to call the brand that I prefer, right? That's who I'm going to call. I'm not going to call the one that I just came in contact with that doesn't even have a name or a face to me, right? So, um, so that's the steps that I would do is wow, who, what? 
And then you can do that. How do I get in contact with you for those few and far between that people call off your vehicle directly? Um, but your URL, some people are going to wonder URL or phone number, which is more important. Technically speaking, your URL is going to be more important if it supports your uh, who and what, meaning if it's, I'm just using this fictitious name of Jonathan power washing. But if you're, if you're, if your company name was jonathanpowerwashing.com, that tells me who and what. So it's a little bit better than the phone number. If it's just a bunch of series of numbers, because a number doesn't communicate anything, whereas the URL can actually communicate something. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that's why, you know, I would favor the URL over, but, but to be clear, also, I typically have both of those things on a vehicle for those somewhat sometimes that people call off the vehicle. Cause the more vehicles you have, the more likely that you will get people calling off your vehicle. It's just not the norm in how it's used. So most definitely. And I know that you don't have to expound upon this question because the next question I'm going to ask is just what makes you a better entrepreneur? And then what is the turnaround time? And also everything when it comes to your services. So everybody can utilize, you know, we can go ahead and talk about your services and everything like that. But I also know that branding as well and having that truck wrap and all of that also helps the recruitment too, because if somebody mm -hmm. sees and they're like, oh, I was thinking about getting a job like this, or, you know, I'm looking for a job. I see that this company looks really good at that branding. Your branding can really influence how those people look at your brand, right? And like, oh, this is a big company or this is a company that cares. This company that does this, that, yeah. and the other, right? And you look as the authority figure over, mm -hmm. I saw some guy with a magnet. I'm a potential employee, you know, to that business. I'm like, dude, I don't think that dude even, mm -hmm. if he doesn't care about his own brand like that, how is he going to care about me as an individual? You right. know? So you have right. that. Same thing as a client. A, a, a team member is is exactly the same as a client. Yeah. They're just, they're just mm -hmm. one of three markets versions of your market that you're serving. Um, by the way, the, the, the guy that you pay for, for gas, uh, the gas station attendant every day, or the, the places that you frequent for lunch while you're representing, you know, your company name, those are also clients of yours. Okay. You're having a, a, an exchange attached to your brand name. So that's your community. Um, so when your name, your company name is on the line, uh, you are interacting with a market. It's either your community uh, your market uh, of clients or uh, your market of team members or potential of all of those things. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, if exactly what you're saying. I mean, like if you look like crap, like if you do, if you can't put 10 minutes into how you look before you leave, you're not going to put an extra 10 minutes into my job. Um, you know, if, if, if you, if, if your stuff looks like it's falling apart, you probably uh, don't have the money. If I have a problem to come back out on a call back or refund me, if I need it, like, do you know how many people in the graphic design space? Like if you have a problem with them, like you can't get a hold of them or same thing when in your space, like marketing, yeah. like, there's so many people there, they're like, they're robbing people to Peter pay Paul. Cause they don't understand how to run a business. And so their margins are so slim that they're broke. And if you pay them, you'll never see that money again, regardless of whether you get results or not. Uh, we live, we, we do our business blameless. Like that's how we want to be uh, our brand to be. So if there's a problem, like we're going to, like, we're going to make it right. Like we're gonna make people whole, no matter what it takes. Um, and sometimes that means I give thousands and thousands, like their whole money back. Uh, we've done an entire project and somebody have some little small hiccup, but because they wanted their home, I just give them all back. Cause I don't want, I, I want to take the opportunity for them to blame me for something away. Uh, look, if you're not a thousand percent happy or you don't think it's going to work, <laughs> for you, just, look, let's part ways before you have a bad story to tell. Right. Um, so, right. um, so, so yeah, but, but the bigger deal, I would the customer experience. Yeah. We're talking about the recruitment process. The customer yeah, but I would say to go back to the fractal brand system, um, FBI fractal brand identity system. So basically, um, your, your, uh, your, your core belief, 
your, uh, you can, there's an ebook on our website that the last page has a video on how to find your core belief, by the way, that people can get that on an ebook on our website, get prolific.com G E T prolific.com. Send me that link too, as well. Yeah. So, um, so belief that that's your core values. Most people have like five to 10 core values. Um, they pick five values because of two, th two reasons they've been told to pick them. Um, they don't know how to use them. They sit on a wall or in a desk somewhere. They don't know how to use them. But secondly, because they, it's a cop out. So you don't have to pick up, pick, pick one thing. So most people don't, they, they say that here's my priorities, but priorities, right? If these are my values that are, are my priorities. Um, that's a oxymoron because you can't have more than one priority priority in Latin uh, root means the first thing. So you can't have more than one first thing. And so people pick five things so that it's a cop out. So they don't have to find their one thing. So people don't know their purpose because they simply, they simply don't search far enough. They stop prematurely and say, here's five things I care about. This must be my purpose. No, you just didn't keep going to get to one thing. So your core belief, uh, your values are definition of how to be a person that believes X. Um, and then your personality archetype and your, uh, and your key aptitudes. If you can get all that stuff right and you imprint it on every impression that you have, like when people are hired by us, I'm telling them about what I believe and our organization believes at the core and the evidence that we display on that on the way in the door so that I can get a reaction to see, do they care about what we believe in? Because our mission isn't to make a bunch of more money, okay? That's a public company's mission that has, basically, they have to, they have, they have a right, you know, they have to serve their shareholders. Um, I serve our purpose. Our teams gets to serve our purpose. We also get to serve each other and our clients, our community, et cetera, through that purpose. But what I'm saying is that if you can get that right, you're starting to build a, a system for a good culture. Um, you're starting to be able to, find people that come in with a common bond. That's actually the most important thing that you have. And, uh, and so I would say just as important, if not more importantly than being able to get in front of new, get, you know, to, to have sort of the, Oh, like, yeah, I have, you have your attention. Now I might prefer to work with you. Right. Just like with a regular client that awareness, then preference awareness comes to marketing, then preference and, um, and, uh, resonance. Uh, is that once I get through the door that I'm like, yeah, this is home. Like this is why, and, and I know and I'm being, you know, so um, that's the big thing today is that, you know, people like most companies suck and uh, you know, and business owners most mostly are selfish. And, uh, and I would say that because people you know, mostly are selfish. And so business, most businesses, you know, the, the, the owners or the boss, uh, sucks and they're selfish. And that's because that's how most people are. Unfortunately, they look out for their own and there's a handful of compared, uh, people out in the world that are seeking to serve other people. Those are called leaders. Um, and those leaders help to cast the vision and, um, help other people to want to get into a vision. And that typically is the first time, um, that, we move from independence as in our youth to interdependence, which is like, okay, I'm here to get a paycheck. I'm here to, um, like I'm here for me. Right. And then at the right company, what the cool thing we have an opportunity to do as a leader is to get that person to shift their attention from themselves onto a greater mission. Um, and then they get to feel this phenomenon that happens to where they're no longer just serving themselves. They're actually going, they're serving others in a capacity and for a reason that they've never felt before. And that is, is, is the main resonance I would be trying to 
to create. So you have three markets that you could resonate with all of them. The, the more most important one is resonating with your team members, because if that's true, uh, you'll be able to resonate better with those other markets. Because when I go to the gas station, I'll be thinking about, hey, I'm wearing the uniform. How? What's the craziest way I could be friendly to this gas station attendant? You know, nobody does that. Like, you know, I, and I've done random things. It's like, see, like, you know, like for instance, like you want to, you want to have, you want to have an interesting day, um, go buy flower, like 10, 10 flowers and give them to, uh, the next, all of the next females that you meet in any meteor job. I'm literally just making this up, but I have done it before and just tell them, look, there's no, like, this is not, I just want to tell you you're special and just give them that and see what happens. You literally have people, somebody will cry by the end of the day. Somebody's going to cry at the end of the day. But the, the reality is so people just go on thinking about themselves the whole day. They're at the gas station to get gas, not to change somebody else's life. They're at the appointment to get money, not to change somebody else's life. They're hiring somebody to be able to make more money, not to change that person's life. If you stop focusing on the money that you don't even really need if you're real about it and start focusing on a bigger purpose that you have, other people will be much more likely to want to join you because they don't care about how much money you have. They care about doing something intentional and purposeful and meaningful in this life. And they're searching desperately for that. That's why we have so much chaos in this world. People don't have that. Leaders today, business owners today can provide that. But you have to put your face mask on first. I do understand you need money, you need whatever. But so put your air mask on first, mm -hmm. you know, but <laughs> then that's the next step is how can I now serve these three communities exceptionally? And you cannot fail with that. You can't fail with that. Well, that was awesome, man. That was awesome. My last, my last thing and my last question to you is going to be, how can people go ahead and find you and your business and um, how much does it typically cost for your services? And uh, also, what is like the turnaround time that you usually see? Because I know these are questions that we can just answer already, because I know there's going to be guys that, um, you know, will probably ask about this kind of stuff, regardless yeah. of the price. It's better for us to you know, lay it on the table right now, right? Yeah, yeah. well, thanks. Thanks yeah. again for having me and, and also for sort of plugging me here at the end. So, you know, what we do is we help companies to exponentially increase the efficiency of their marketing, their culture, their systems through branding. It's at getprolific, G-E-T, prolific.com. Um, and uh, on that page, there's a, there's a, you'll, you can't miss it. There's a spot to pop your email in there to get the ebook. That ebook at the end is going to walk you through some of these. There's a video where I walk you through some of the stuff. If you're interested in this more like more culture and belief type stuff, if you're not, there's some really sexy pictures that made a whole lot of people money too. If you just want to see like cool looking stuff, you can go, you know, look at the, that stuff on there as well. This was, which is all, <laughs> I like that stuff too, but, um, but so we, we make exceptional work, but it's also because we're trying to, it's for, it's so important that it gets done right for other reasons. And so that those things both matter to me, who people are and how can we help them to double down on who they are to get the result and do, you know, help their mission. Um, and, uh, so yeah, it's getprolific.com and, uh, Turnaround times, a couple months, usually, you know, eight, eight, you know, eight to 12 to 16 weeks is typically you're around, you know, depending on time of year, what you're looking at, um, start to finish, um, and, uh, packages, uh, range, um, you know, so we have, we have branding, uh, visual branding design packages that do include the strategy, um, the initial foundation strategy, uh, half day session, um, those range from 10 to 20 grand. Um, we also have, um, 
uh, actually a, a line of um, of strategy only uh, packages that we just came up with. So this is not for someone looking to, or not within these packages to redo a logo or wrap or something like this. They're trying to uh, increase their fundamental brand. Like how are we perceived? And maybe they have a great visual brand already, or they're not at the point where they want to change that yet. Um, we have different things on that that range from five to 20 grand, depending on if it's that half day foundation session that comes with all of our branding packages, um, or if it's like an in-person visit type thing. Um, so, um, so those are kind of basically what we, what we have to offer. Um, and I think that might've answered most of your questions there. Well, look, man, Ryan, I am great. And, you know, it's just, it's been, it's been a pleasure. I've been wanting to get you on, man. I know that you definitely knocked it out the park. I know you said that this may have went on, you know, longer than, than what it usually is. And yes, we are still on right now, right? Talking about this, but really the big thing about this is that you don't know how many times people will will come to me or they could even like come to you, right? And say like, I heard you on here. I mm. did this because sometimes you may not want to attract like just people that are like, oh man, after the first five minutes, uh, whatever, right? Sometimes it's going to be those people that are really like, hey man, I listen to such and such, right? And I did go out, you know, not only, it, it, it could be a client of both of ours, right? Like, cause yeah. I, that has happened. I've had somebody on here and then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, I used him, man. But then you both are talking about good things and like, I'm also using you now too, right? Yeah. And so mm -hmm. it's just, it works in those ways to where we'll definitely, like I said, if you made it to the end, then you're definitely, like I said, ahead of 99% of other people um, in that sense. But once again, though, man, I'm glad to have you on. You know, this was very, I got some, I got some very good insights for this that I could take back from my own self and how I brand my own, you know, business and things like that, that I definitely, like I said, when I go to the gym, I'm going to be definitely thinking about this and brand <laughs> You know, but uh, yeah, absolutely. But I really, I really appreciate you for being on. Do Do you have anything else for us? Like, uh, anything else? You know, I think you know. If I I I have a heart for new people. If they're like, man, those packages, like you're like, I'd love to do that. But you know, so I mean, if you're having a problem, you know, shoot me an email or a message. Um, my love language is information. So like, if you have a problem, a question, I probably have like a PDF I've made about it, a video I've made about it that I can send over. Um, that can kind of, I'm sorry, YouTube. you have a YouTube, there, there is a YouTube. There's not a tremendous amount of stuff on there, but I do think it's pretty good. There's probably about 10 videos on there. Um, but you know, people might be thinking, man, like I had this burning question that if I was live here, I would ask, yeah. um, you know, you're welcome to shoot me a message and, um, and, uh, you know, I'd be happy to answer any questions that people have, um, no, you know, no strings uh, attached, um, through a message or, uh, or, or, or more than likely I've already answered it and I'll send you a video or a PDF or something like that. But, you know, I think that if somebody's starting to think about this, um, that's super exciting because I, I believe that, you know, your brand is the most important thing that in your business, because it, it's the, it's the one lever that, that has an effect on all of the other level levers. Um, you know, and so, um, yeah, you know, I think, uh, it's exciting if somebody's looking at this and I would hate for, um, or as I, you know, I always tell people, you know, if, if you're not going to work with us or if we can't help you, it's not going to be because of money. Um, because you know, we're, we want to make sure that people are helped. Um, that doesn't mean you can give you everything for free, but I, you know, if somebody has a problem, we want to help get them in the right direction, no matter where they're at, you know, we'll try to meet them as much as we can where they're at. Um, and, uh, sometimes that's with tips and guidance. I had a guy call me the other day, he was looking for a new logo. And he left the phone call realizing that he needed to break up with his business partner because it wasn't the right thing, you know, because I'm like, 
you know, where everything you're telling me, here's your symptom, you know, it ain't, you don't need me yet. You need to go fix this thing and then come back, you know? Um, so, you know, we're just real with people and, um, you know, if, 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 if it's uh, the right time for somebody to move forward with us, that's awesome too. But it's really about trying to help people do this thing that, you know, I've been blessed to make it on the other side of, um, a lot of the, 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 the nasty beginning stuff. Um, I know you have as well. And, it's, it's rough, um, in the beginning and, and, uh, you know, and, um, so if it's that, that that's the people that probably don't have 20 grand to drop on stuff. If you're doing 250 K or, uh, you know, more, um, you probably can do it and, uh, and you may or may not want to, but those are the people that, you know, that we're looking to kind of help with in a more professional manner. Uh, if they're at, at that time where they're like, man, I'm doing the marketing, but I just can't get it to, you know, something missing here and I don't know what it is you know, so get it to pop, get it to pop. Well, I appreciate that. Like I said, once again, and uh, if you guys are listening, I will provide all of Ryan's information and his business as well. I will go ahead and link all of that information so that you guys can get all of that. But uh, thank you guys for listening or watching whatever platform that you're on, whether you're on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever it may be. Thank you for watching and uh, and listening. And I will definitely see you guys in the next one. And once again, thank you, uh, Ryan, for joining. Thanks, Jonathan. Later, guys.